Hey friends, welcome to a special episode of The Family Vacationer. You want a different type of adventure with your family? How about a skiff boat ride through the swamps? Or a nature hike up close and personal with alligators? Or maybe just relaxing with friendly deer standing right next to your front porch? Well, today we're talking about one of Georgia's hidden treasures, Stephen C. Foster State Park. It's all on this special episode of The Family Vacationer, and it all starts now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny, the go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome to The Family Vacationer, everyone. If you're looking for a vacation that's off the grid and most likely different than any other vacation you've taken before, this episode is for you. Dan just got back from checking out Stephen C. Foster State Park with his family and some extended family members, so today we're breaking down all the info you need to know for an adventurous, memory-making outing with your family. All right, Dan, let's start with the first question. Where is Stephen C. Foster State Park? Yes, well, if you're in Georgia, get on 75 and head south, way south. We're in the Okefenokee Swamp. Now, this is uh, directly east of Valdosta. And it's around, as the crow flies, around 17 miles north of the Florida border and about 50 miles from the beach. Now, this is technically listed as Fargo, Georgia, but when you are in Fargo, you have to take this one road that takes you all the way into the park, and it's a 17-mile drive. It's really pretty, but it's a 17-mile drive, and you'll eventually pass through the campsite, uh, the park gates, and one thing you need to know, Rob, is that the gate closes at 10 o'clock at night, and it does not open, Yeah. so no midnight No sneaking out to the, uh, okay, no ice cream runs, all right. Well, before we go any further, yeah. let's just set the stage here. What made you want to go to Stephen C. Foster State Park to begin with? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. I'm not really a camping type person. Me neither. I like hotels. I love traveling, but I'm a hotel guy. Um, my wife, Amber, has always wanted to see the stars. You know, a sky without the light pollution. Right. Now, I've seen it, been there, done that many times. I actually, you know, during desert storm, I was living way out in the desert in a foxhole. So I'm, I'm seeing it all the time, but, uh, this is something she's always wanted to see the Milky way and Stephen C. Foster state park is a certified dark sky park certified by the international dark sky association, which I didn't know exists. Yeah, but I didn't either. <laughs> right. So international you know. dark sky association. All right. Dark sky. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I really, you know, this was her idea. I really wanted to make this happen. And so we decided to take off to the park and see what we could see. Okay, well, so we've mentioned campsites, but give us a breakdown. What else is in the park? What's there to do? All right, so when you first come in, you've got a turn that goes to the campsites. If you if you go straight ahead, you have the, uh, the road where the campsites come out. Directly across from that is a road that leads to the cabins straight ahead on the main road just a short ways up you have a registration building there's a pond next to the registration building a big parking lot you can you can rent boats um now that that pond is actually connected to a little channel that leads out into the swamps uh also they have trails you know you can walk you can bike um they had and one of the trails that we did it's, it's got a lot of it, a wooden walkway. It looks, it's kind of like you're walking on a bridge with, with no railing on the sides. Um, so that's on a lot of the trail. And then of course you've got other trails that are grass. And so there's a lot to do. Right. So 
for someone like me who is not a camping person, when I hear the word cabin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that strikes a little fear. Not necessarily fear, but uh, some trepidation there. Are these? Yeah. <laughs> so, what exactly do the cabins look like? Is I guess what I'm driving at here. Yeah, the cabins uh, I believe are mis misnamed. They are incorrectly named because the cabins are really um, their houses. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go into the house, you've got you're in the one big room, which is the dining room, living room, kitchen, kind of all in one room. Right. And you got identical sides. If you go to the left or the right, you've got an identical. You've got a bedroom with a bathroom outside closet space in there. Um, no TVs inside the bedrooms, but there is one in the living room. And I, I just want to say something. These, these houses are very modern looking. Right. And th- when, when we walked in, everybody kind of said the same thing. We all said, where's the swimming pool? Because it smelled like clean, you know, it right. had that chlorine smell, but you could tell it had been thoroughly, thoroughly clean. Sure. So it was, it was really nice. It was a really nice place. And the other question that came to mind, uh, cause you mentioned in the intro about, you know, getting up and close and personal with alligators. Um, that's not really something that's on my list of things to do when you're on these wooden walkways. Is that, I mean, you have to worry about <laughs> wildlife coming right up to you or. Well, I'm, it's not at no time that I feel unsafe. Okay. Okay. But w- I will say this, my family, I didn't go. I hung back in the room for a little while. They did. A, they did. A <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. I just want to see if they made it back first. So, um, but they, they came back safely. They came back all telling the story of an alligator that hissed at them. Huh. And I said, Oh, how, how close was this alligator? And they said, well, you know, here's the side of the walkway, you know, a couple of feet from you and the alligators there. Now I said, you know, it goes down though. So it was kind of like down several feet below where the walkway would be. Wow. It sounded a little close to me, but they said, as they walked by, it hissed at them. So the next day I said, you know, we were out riding bikes and I love mountain biking. So, I said, let's, let's hit that trail one time on the bike. It's less than a mile. It won't take, but just a few minutes. We come, we came across that area and they said, Oh, there it is. Sure enough, we stopped and it's down there in like a ditch looking swampy area off the walkway. Right. And we stopped. Of course I get my, my phone out. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a picture here and video. So, <laughs> you get a selfie, dad, with right? the, selfie with the alligator. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> So yeah, I don't think I you want to rolling. see the teeth. If you see the alligator's teeth, yeah, that's when you got a problem. Yeah, let me come get closer. <laughs> yeah, bring that camera closer, closer. But I started, I started filming, and all of a sudden the, the gator decides he's going to turn around and face me, <sighs> and looked like he was about to come up the hill. And you know, I've got a video, and my daughter Gracie's go, "Okay, can we?" G-? And that's where it cut off. She was like, "Can we go?" <laughs> And that's where the video cuts and you were off. Already were on like, the, you were already on the bike moving, right? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to get out of here, but I really only need to be faster than you, Gracie. So, <laughs> but we, we hightailed it. And as we were going by, it's like, <sighs> it's hissing at us. We, Yikes. you know, we think it's got its little nest going on down there. Right. But I mean, in general, you're not going to walk down the trail and get into, 
you know, probably not going to get into a gator staring at you without you having some kind of, you know, time to stop before you run across it. So, and again, you only need to be faster than the slowest person in your party. So exactly. <laughs> Just walk in the middle. Yeah. You're good right. to go. Well, we'll talk, we'll talk some more swamp adventures in a minute, but let's talk about what people should expect with lodging. We already kind of talked a little yeah. bit about that. Um, let's mm-hmm. start with the campsite for the seasoned camper out there listening. Uh, tell us about yeah. the sites, the hookups, that all that sort of thing. All right. So I actually stayed in, we went down a day early. We didn't have a cabin rented for Sunday night, but my sister-in-law, um, who we've had on the show before talking about RVs, uh, Mitzi, we stayed in their camper the first night. So I, I did get a good look at that. If you're a seasoned camper, the sites are somewhat spacious you you know you do have some room you're not right on top of the person next to you um but there are a limited number number of pull-through sites so you need to know that if you're needing a pull-through site also um hookups if you're you know you want to know about water and all that they have power they have water they do not have sewer hookups Mm. so with that you're on your own Hmm. yeah that sounds like Um, it could be a, a problem it, yeah, and they they do have bathhouses. We okay. believe there's at least two of them, and they have been newly renovated. My father-in-law did check them out. He said they are very very nice. So looks like you got a good layout. Now, if you if you're like us and you had us staying in the cabin, and you had them staying in the camper, it is literally a minute walk. Okay, it's that close. Yeah. You know? Not so, you go you go out across the main road you're there. So it sounds like you can get the full force of the outdoors if you if you're a camper, and yes. you can also get the AC feel if you're somebody who likes to stay in a hotel and yeah isn't so much into the camping scene. That's right. You you can you have the best of both worlds and and really still all be there together because we actually you know we had a group of seventeen of us. So uh, we're talking about you know we had Mitzi her husband Rick. Rick's two brothers, their wives, their kids, my fa- my father and mother-in-law. So there were 17 of us. Um, there were six of us staying in the cabin, but each day and, you know, we did our meals all in the cabin. We did games. We had a lot of fun. Everybody came to the cabin to hang out. Mm. So it, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Some people were on the front porch screened in, you know, and you have deer literally walking right next to your porch. Uh, just a real nice feel for whoever you are, whichever style you like. And lots of biking trails available around the cabins you were mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, there are, you can, you can bike. Now I will say this, if you're a biker like me, um, when you take the grassy trails there, it is a swamp area. So you're going to have probably while you're riding, it's kind of sludgy, right? You're going to have three or four inches of water in spaces. So you know, you just got to keep that in mind before you go out. But yeah, there are a lot of places to ride bikes. They do have the main road. The 17 mile road does cut straight through everything, but you're talking very little traffic. So okay. we, we felt pretty safe with the kids out there riding. Although we did keep an eye on them still. But. Right. All right. So let's talk about the swamp adventure other than wrestling alligators. So yeah, there's not a lot of families that can say they've, they've had a swamp adventure. How, how did that go exactly? Yeah, that was that was one of the coolest parts of the trip, to be honest with you. Um, like I said, you, you get in the pond, you can rent uh, skiff boats. They, they have a couple different styles of boats with different numbers of people that you can put in each one. 
at certain times they do have larger boats that are led by a guide. Hmm. They were not doing those right now under certain, you know, under the current conditions. Sure. Um, but we took uh, a skiff. There were six of us in the boat. Um, and we, we go out of the channel and then, you know, it's a, it's a no wake area in the channel. Right. It's maybe a hundred yards or whatever, but you get out and then it just opens up and it's almost like a small lake, uh, surrounded by swampy areas, but there are, you can, you can go all different. You can go any left or right. And there are different places you can actually visit on the swamp. Wait, you're in a swamp. What do you, what kind of place are you talking about? Well, um, there are actually several places and what, and there are signs that you can go. I'll just give you one example. Uh, Billy's Island. We went to Billy's Island. Um, this is a really interesting Island. And I'll just tell you a quick history about Billy's Island. Um, I found this really great article about it on USA today in their travel tip section. So that, you know, for a long time, the Okefenokee was considered uninhabitable by most people that were coming in as settlers. Right. But we do know that mound building indigenous tribes were there long before that. The Creek Confederacy was there, Seminole Nation, both had ties there. And most experts believe that the Okefenokee actually is probably a Creek Indian word, meaning trembling earth or bubbling water. And so early 19th century comes around, you have a small group of Indians uh, that actually evaded capture by heading into the swamps. They had a community, the community grew, some escaped slaves would go there, and even some AWOL soldiers would go there, but they were all welcomed into the community no matter what. And so the community's leader was a guy named Billy Bowlegs. <laughs> wow. Yes, Billy, Billy Bowlegs. Okay, that now, was his actual name? Well, no, we that's can... what he went by. Oh, gotcha, okay. So He had a stage so name. By, Stage name. So around 1838 is when the U.S. troops had started to move into the swamp and they took over the community and made it into a small base. Now, 1850 comes around, a family with the last name of Lee moved in and claimed the island. Now, they were there for decades. They grew their own cop, uh, they grew their own crops, not cops. And they, <laughs> they probably <laughs> they did hunted. Too, they probably did. They hunted and they even got into beekeeping at one point. And they had, at one point planned to drain the swamp to create usable land, but that eventually died due to money issues. And around 1901, a different family of loggers came in, started harvesting the trees. They, they also formed a community. They had a church, a theater, a machine shop, general store, school eateries, even a baseball field, hmm. which was important, I yeah. guess. So then the loggers left around 1926, the government bought the swamp in 37, and there are actually still artifacts and structures in the area, as well as some abandoned equipment that's there. Oh, wow. Now, you know, you, there's a lot more of the story, but you can look it up and read all about it. You know, just Google uh, Billy's Island. Uh, it's a really cool story. And when you get off the boat in the swamp, there's a dock there where you can tie up and you walk into uh, onto the land. And if you go straight on the path, you're going to run right into a fenced in cemetery right off the bat that has several members of the Lee family buried there even now so it's really really cool if you like history that's a, a nice adventure to take yeah you know in terms of boating in general if you bring your own boat you can you can bring your own boat go into the swamp but you do have a horsepower limit on the motor i believe it's a, a 10 
but I'll have to check that. And rightfully so, there are absolutely no pets allowed in the waterway at any time, even if you're in your own boat, because you know how some campers like to bring their pets along everywhere they go. Right. So just know that up front. Another thing I wanted to say, at no time did we feel unsafe. You know, I, I mentioned running across the gator. We we kept moving. We stopped for a second. We kept moving. But yeah, see right there, that that, I, that would throw that in the unsafe category. But that's just me. That's totally just me. Yeah, there. yeah. And that's I was a little nervous too, to be honest. But I and I know people say that American alligators can move quickly. Yes, I understand. But this was off the trail. It was down several feet down. So if you just keep moving, watch what you're doing. You're probably going to be just fine. Um, but you do need to know that you're in their habitat, but we really did not feel, you know, unsafe at any time. You have a good line of sight, just keep moving, keep walking. You're going to have a great time. I do want to say that the swamp boat ride was something that I think a lot of families will consider really cool, interesting, different. Uh, so, you know, it made a lot of good memories out there. So would you recommend this for, uh, families with young kids or is this more of a, you know, late tweens, early teens, family kind of trip. I, I recommend it for any age. I, okay. You know, you gotta, you gotta know that you're, you're out on the water, obviously basic safety rules apply right. Right. For anywhere being on the water. So if you're comfortable, it's a great trip, even for small kids. Um, my nephew was, both of my nephews were there and my youngest, he's, uh, he's six years old. Okay. And he was cool the whole time, you know, had on his life jacket we were out in the main passageway and went past an alligator swimming in the water. He was doing his thing. We were doing ours. Didn't feel unsafe at any time. So, you know, you just got to keep a good eye. If the kid falls in the water, grab them quick. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, it was great. I, I recommend it for any age. Okay, cool. Okay, everybody, before we wrap the episode, I want to encourage each of you to visit our website, thefamilyvacationer.live, and go to our Instagram page, which is at thefamilyvacationer. Um, we're going to post some pics from Danny's trip, even some f- short videos that Dan shot. Uh, be sure to visit the website for Stephen C. Foster State Park. Make your reservations for your off-the-grid getaway, and most of all, make some good quality memories with your family. Check back with us next week as we go to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. That'll be our next episode of The Family Vacationer. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.